0: Chapter Sixty three of Saint Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ by Saint Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Sixty three Our Blessed Lord Jesus is condemned to suffer a cruel death on the cross, and compelled to carry the same to Mount Calvary our blessed lord jesus having been many ways shamefully reviled mocked and abused and having suffered many cruel torments among them the chief men of the jews continually sought his death and stirred up the whole multitude to join them and to importune pilate to have him crucified at length that wicked judge fearing more to incur their displeasure than to condemn the innocent, passed sentence of death upon him. Then were the scribes and Pharisees full of joy that they had accomplished their designs and attained their wicked ends against him. They remembered not the benefits they had received from him, nor the miracles he had wrought among them. They neither pitied him for his innocence nor were they moved at the cruelty and baseness of the action they were going to commit. And instead of ceasing from their wicked purpose, in consideration of the great affliction, sufferings, and reproaches they had already inflicted upon him, they rejoiced, and were glad that their designs were now near their execution. Wherefore they revile, mock, and insult him who is the true and eternal God, and hasten as much as possible his death he is again carried back to the house stripped of his mock purple garment and left naked before them pause here a moment and attentively consider the make and form of his sacred body and that you may be moved to inward compassion towards him and feed your soul with devout contemplation close your eyes for a while to his divinity and consider him as purely man and you will behold the most lovely fair innocent and beautiful among the sons of men in that doleful condition full of wounds and bruises covered with blood naked and abashed seeking and gathering together his garments which were dispersed in different parts of the house by those cruel and merciless brutes and clothing himself before them whilst they stand insulting and reviling him as if he had been the most contemptible of all creatures forsaken by god and destitute of all help and comfort then consider the profound and wonderful meekness of him as god and man behold how that immense eternal and incomprehensible majesty stoops to the ground collects his torn garments and bashfully clothes himself before his enemies as though he was the vilest of men their bought slave under their dominion and by them chastised as a base and unpardonable criminal after this accompany him out and behold how after he has put on his clothes they hurry him away and load him with the heavy wood of the cross which as historians say measured fifteen feet in length this the most meek and innocent lamb took and bore upon his blessed shoulders and thus was he hurried along by an enraged mob in company with two thieves who were condemned to death these were his companions in suffering o sweet and beloved jesus how much do these your enemies debase you by making you a companion with thieves and what is still worse they compel you to carry your own cross which is a burthen they imposed not upon them wherefore as the prophet isaiah saith you are not only numbered with evil-doers but are used worse than they your patience, O Lord, is unspeakable. And now, devout Christians, with all possible attention and devotion, observe our Lord Jesus, how he bends under the weight of the cross, vehemently sighing and wearied. Take pity on him in this sad plight of renewed afflictions and calumnies. His blessed and afflicted mother, seeing that she could not get near him on account of the great concourse of people which pressed about him went with st john and the rest of her companions a nearer way to the end that she might meet him at the winding of the street and when she perceived him coming bowed down with the heavy load of the cross which before she had not seen she was like one beside herself and half dead with grief so that she could neither speak to him, nor he to her, by reason of the furious mob which hurried him along with great violence and compulsion. After, however, he had gone a little way, he turned to the women that followed weeping, and said, Ye daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children, etc., as is farther contained in the gospel and in these two places were erected two churches in memory of these things as they report who have been there and seen them and as mount calvary was distant from the city he was so tired and faint that he was not able to carry his cross the whole way but fell down under it with exhaustion the wicked executioners not willing to defer his death lest pilate should revoke his sentence as he had before shown some inclination to release him compelled one simon a stranger to carry it for him and jesus they led unburdened the rest of the way but bound like a thief to the place of execution now if we attentively consider all that hath been done to our lord jesus and the many things he hath suffered from the time he was first apprehended to this present we shall doubtless find therein great matter of sorrow and compunction for we may truly believe that from the hour in which he was first taken in the night till the time of his being crucified he was in one continual combat and endured numberless reproaches and injuries sorrows and detractions innumerable and suffered the most cruel torments among them for there was no manner of rest given to him but continual trouble and vexation and here you may dwell devout reader for some short review of that which hitherto hath been acted against him first how one lays violent hands upon and apprehends him Another binds him tightly with cords. Another blasphemes him. Another spits in his sacred face. Another proposes to him subtle questions in order to ensnare him. Another drags him backwards and forwards from one judge to another. Another blindfolds his eyes. Another buffets him. Another strips him of his clothes. Another binds him to a pillar. Another most cruelly scourges him. Another unbinds him and clothes him in a purple garment. Another plaits a crown of thorns, which he presses upon his head. Another puts a reed into his hand. Another takes it from him, and, striking him with it upon the head, drives the thorns further into his sacred temples. Another kneels down before him and mocks him, and so of the rest sometimes one and sometimes another. Now they lead him to Annas, now to Caiaphas, then to Pilate, and thence to Herod, now hither, and then thither, now out, and then in again. And finally he was dragged and hurried along with great violence and without rest, till he came to Mount Calvary, which was the place fixed for the period of this doleful combat. End of chapter 63